Getting your taint pierced, is that a thing? And we're back with another episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. As our super dope musical intro just told you. Yes. We're, I'm Jason. And I'm Amanda. And yeah, if if you were listening last week, I I kind of got broken by a certain Lauren Boebert. A certain Lauren Boebert. <laughs> and so we're not going to be talking <laughs> politics right now for a little bit. I kind of wanted to switch it up. You got to cleanse. Yeah. So we have covered Alex Jones on the Carolina Snowflakes podcast before. In our episode number 61, it's called uh, Gay Frogs and Crisis Actors, the Alex Jones story. And that episode is a great one to learn all about who Alex is, and I would totally recommend it. But it isn't necessary for what we're going to be talking about now, but it would help give a lot of context. So I would recommend going and listening to episode 61 to really know who Alex is. Since we've recorded that episode almost exactly a year ago today, it was November 8th last year that we recorded that, which I find really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so it was about a year ago. One really major thing has happened in the Alex Jones story. What's that? That is Alex that was ordered to pay around $1 billion to the victim's families in Sandy Hook. Wow. Yeah, a billion dollars. That's a lot. It was 10 times the size of the largest previous lawsuit in American history. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. It was 10 times the largest lawsuit in American history before. Wow. Yeah. So, not, <laughs> it didn't go well for Alex. <laughs> um, and so that's what we're going to be focusing on today and in the next few weeks. We're going we're gonna to take a look at some of the things Alex's lawyers fucked up. We're going to listen to some audio of Alex being the worst. And we're even going to hear a, a lawyer for Alex drop an N-bomb in a stand-up comedy routine. Oh. So, th- th- this is going to be How to Lose a Billion Dollars, The Alex Jones Way. That's what that's what the series is going to be. So, I mean, there, I feel like there's I feel like there's a lot of different ways you could lose a billion dollars, you know what I mean? Like you could lose your business, you could gamble. Yeah. You could maybe uh invest in poorly. But you have to invest really really, really poorly. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh but I feel like Alex found the most fucked up and interesting way to lose a billion dollars that any human could ever come up with. And that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. Is is how did he do this? How did he how did he manage to lose a billion dollars? So, there, Sandy Hook was a tragedy, and that is involved in this story. And Amanda and I talked about it a little bit. We did, and we we decided we wanted to put a little disclaimer at the beginning to explain why we're talking about this and what we're going to be focusing on in the show and we're not going to be focusing on because there is a horrible tragedy at the center of this story that's really kind of rough. And not something that's funny or worth joking about. So uh, I would like to read the the disclaimer that I wrote so that everyone can understand what we're going to be doing here on the show and what we're not going to be doing. The story of Sandy Hook is tragic and painful to even think about in the abstract. I will not be focused on the details of, the, of that story or even the things that Alex says about it in these episodes. In, in preparing for this, I read a book called Sandy Hook, An American Tragedy by Elizabeth Williamson. It's a really, really good book, and I would definitely recommend it if you're interested in this, that part of the story, what happened at Sandy Hook. That book is a tough read, though, and it, I really felt the weight of the story. It, it's heavy. 
I don't want to be insensitive to that. And so that's not what we're going to be covering. What I do want to cover is literally how Alex and his fucking horrible lawyers managed to lose $1 billion. That's the focus. I will be keeping the focus on telling that story and playing out the depositions that are available to watch on YouTube. Nothing about Sandy Hook is funny, and it's really important to remember that. Although Alex is funny, his lawyers are funny, and what happened to them is funny, none of it is worth anything compared to the tragedy that actually happened at Sandy Hook. And I think that it is our humanity that allows us to compartmentalize enough to even have a trial and give due process to this man who's so terrible. And that same humanity allows us to compartmentalize enough to examine the trial and see how much they fucked it up and how shitty it is. So that, if, if any of that feels wrong to you, I completely understand, and maybe these episodes aren't for you, but we are going to be talking about how to lose a billion dollars and not about Sandy Hook. I just wanted that to be clear because this is a very, very, very heavy subject if you get into Sandy Hook. It's very interesting, but it's, it's, it's sad. It's very sad. But this is a comedy podcast, so I think losing a billion dollars by being shitty at court is funny, and so that's what we're going to talk about. Fair enough? Fair. You agree? I agree. Yeah, I feel like that, that just needed to be said. I just wanted to get it out of the way because I, I did a lot of thinking about this because it is, you know, I mean, there's some sensitivity around, like, making jokes around something that has to do with a massacre, you know, like of children, of children. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the only way I was able to be able to focus on the story is to really think about just the legal side of it. And yeah. And you can just sort of immerse yourself in, in mm -hmm. particular in those attorneys in the, in yeah. And the attorneys and the judge and what's actually happening in the, in the legal case. Mm -hmm. And I, for whatever reason, I think it's a gift that us humans can, can compartmentalize enough, to be able to do that. And like I said, that is the thing that allows us to give due process to murderers. And I think it's probably a good thing in the end. And in this case, we can use it to see shitty, shitty lawyers. <laughs> so to sum up the legal situation just as quickly as I can, like what's actually happening, there's a website called InfoWarsLawsuit.com hosted by Farrar and Ball LLP trial attorneys. Those are the trial attorneys who are filing the lawsuits. That company so far is filing all of the lawsuits against oh, InfoWars. Oh, okay. And if you go to InfoWarsLawsuit.com, they have four ongoing cases against Alex, and the site has all of the public information on each case. So three of the cases are relatives of victims, and then one of the cases is a person who InfoWars falsely claims was the suspect of the shooting. Mm. They're all suing Alex. All of these are lawsuits, and unfortunately that means Alex isn't facing any criminal charges. So this is all civil matters, people suing. Mm. Uh, it sucks, but I, the First Amendment protects Alex from anything criminal in this case, even though it, it's really on the edge. I mean, there are times when I really do feel like there might be criminal statutes that should apply to how bad Alex is, but we'll see. So far, it's been going pretty well, though. <laughs> I mean, in the case that he lost a billion dollars, Alex didn't show up to defend himself, and so he lost what is called a default judgment. And that means that these depositions that we're going to be listening to are for a jury to decide the damages. Mm -hmm. So they've said, like, Alex didn't show up to defend himself. They did the trial anyway. He's guilty. 
Right. So we got to decide what to give now, the Now, how much do we give them? Yeah. Now, Alex is going to constantly use that to claim that it's a show trial and that he didn't get to put on a defense. But it's a lie. They chose not to so that they could make that argument. Right, of course. And he's going to do it repeatedly over and over and over again in the court he's saying. Gonna, yeah, he's going to paint himself as the victim. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, But the reality is he didn't show up. Yes, and he's... Technically not supposed to even be there defending himself from the charges. He's supposed to be there to try explain why the damages should be less. But he constantly he doesn't understand that. So he's constantly going to be trying to act like he's defending that he didn't do it. And it's like we've already passed that. Yeah, we're that. way past that, dude. Yeah. We were past that when you decided <laughs> not to show up. Uh-huh. But that was a conscious decision that they made so that he could he could spin it as I'm being oppressed by some weird legal system. You know, the lefties or whatever. So, let me... I'm trying to understand. So, he did not show up for the decisions, Mm -hmm. but then he did show up for the damages? Yes. Okay. Well, he has to show up for the depositions. In fact, his lawyers would advise him to show up for the depositions because they can have contempt charges if you don't show up for depositions. And on top of that, the deposition is just to lessen. All he can do, theoretically... (laughs) <laughs> that this is arguable. <laughs> Theoretically, all he can do is save himself money by talking by, by in a deposition. Being present. Yeah, that would be the conventional wisdom. So <laughs> then you could almost say maybe he did do that. Yeah, he could have lost even more. Yeah, and I also think that because because the conventional wisdom says that you should testify in the deposition because all you can do is really lessen the charges. That's for normal human beings, and Alex is anything but a normal human being. True. So because he's a complete psychopath, he just cost himself money. Oh, right, because he did the wrong thing yes. at the wrong time. over and over again, <laughs> because he's a complete psychopath. Mm-hmm. So I find that hilarious. So in the first case, it was in Texas. Alex was ordered to pay $49.3 million, and that was to uh, two plaintiffs on the case. The case in Connecticut, he was ordered to pay $965 million to about 15 plaintiffs. There's still two more cases and appeals coming. So he's not even done. Like, Yeah, and that's where we're at as I understand it. That's the legal, the legal situation for Alex Like as we're sitting here talking right now. Hmm. He's been found guilty, and the charges have come down in one Texas case and one Connecticut case, and there's two more Texas cases coming, and... That might not be the end of it. That's all just from the one trial lawyer's company. I don't know if other companies are looking at doing lawsuits. Mm. I just know this one. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So all of that being said, like if you have any questions, I'm going to do my best to answer them. But I'm not a lawyer. I can just do my best impression of one. (laughs) So I'll do that. So like any questions so far on like what's going on there? No. Was that was that pretty clear? No, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it can be a little confusing. A lot of people don't know the difference between criminal law and civil law and mm-hmm. all that. I had to learn kind of a lot to, to, to be able to go through this, but it's, it's very ready, interesting. Are you ready for the bar exam? Yeah, I am. Like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to do my best lawyer impression. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them, that's what they do mm-hmm. anyway. It's just yeah. impressions of attorneys. Of a lawyer, yeah. I'm going to do an impression of a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be listening to audio clips. There's going to be a bunch of really great audio clips because all of these depositions were videotaped and put onto YouTube <laughs> by the Law and Crime Network. So thank God for the Law and Crime Network. They put all this up on YouTube and it's amazing. I mean, it's it's 
It's some of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like glued to it. So to start off the audio clips, I thought we would go over the deposition of uh, Daria Karpova. Now, Daria is a Russian who's now Amer a Russian-American who was a producer at InfoWars for quite some time. She isn't anymore, but she was at the time. And they bring her in as supposed to be a corporate representative. So she's supposed oh. to be there representing InfoWars. Uh -huh. But she doesn't know anything. And she's very, very, very bad at being a corporate representative. Because she doesn't know the answers to most questions. And uh, it looks real bad. Does she bad. have a Russian accent? Yes, she does have a Russian oh, accent. Oh, perfect. Yes. So the lawyer who's deposing... Um, the, when This is some interesting trivia. When you're doing a deposition, the lawyer asking the questions is said to be taking the deposition. And the person answering the questions is said to be giving a deposition. Oh, okay. That's a little legalese for you. So the person taking this dep deposition, the one asking the questions, is Mark Bankston. Mark is amazing. He has a big beard and spiky hair, and he's great. I love Mark. He's a very funny guy, and he is asking her about some videos that InfoWars published. Now, he makes her read the name of the video, and he does this a bunch because the names are pretty fucking damning themselves. Mm. And then he'll read it out loud. And then in this clip we're getting ready to listen to, he's going to ask her about a guy named Steve Pachinik. Steve, <laughs> Steve Pachinik was a crazy conspiracy nut who lied to Alex a whole bunch to get on InfoWars, and Alex believed all of his crazy lies. Steve pretended that he was in the CIA and that he did black ops and that he brought down governments and all of it's bullshit. All of it's bullshit. And they later found out, and Alex will try to distance himself from Steve, because Steve gets in a lot of trouble with the Sandy Hook stuff, uh, being a denier, and gets legal charges against him. So Alex is trying to distance himself. And Daria, is there as a representative of the company that Alex owns, knows that distancing from Steve is what needs to happen. So that's the context for this clip. And it's going to be really funny, because Mark's going to go into the crazy things that Steve lies to Alex about. Okay. So that's our first clip. Here it goes. Well, let's pick back up. We had just gotten to basically a month after the shooting. We had seen all these videos about false flag. And then in March 2013, you understand that InfoWars published a broadcast that day, didn't it? Uh, you're referring to one of the videos? On March 27th, 2013. Yes. What is the title of that video? Dr. Steve Pachinik, Sandy Hook was a total false flag. All right, so Dr. Steve Pachinik, Sandy Hook was a total false flag. If I'm correct, Dr. Steve Pachinik is somebody that has told Alex that he used to be in the CIA. I'm not, I don't have the details of his bio, but um, he has a pretty extensive bio that has to do with psychological operations, working for the government, uh, being involved in overthrowing governments, things like that. Does he have those credentials, or did he just tell InfoWars he has those credentials? Um, he's reported to have those credentials. That's what he claims in his bio. Um, reported by Mr. Pijnik, right, or Pachinik, right? Yes. Okay. You see, Mark, the thing is, Steve's a pretty a pretty good liar, and I really believed he was in the CIA and did black ops and psyops. Because uh, he said it. Yeah. So it must be true. <laughs> that clip is hilarious. First of all, the name of that video 
It's wow. Just, it's just right off the bat. Incredibly damning. There's a bunch of those. I'm, I didn't cut out all of them. I mean, there, there's tons of him one, making her read it. It was one month after the shooting. The yes. shooting. Mm-hmm. And they put out a video and the title of it is Sandy Hook is a total, total false, false flag. flag from this guy, Dr. Steve Pachinik. Whose who, bio says <laughs> that he's more than qualified. And Alex totally believes it. Yeah. And when they asked her, does he really have those qualifications or did he just tell you? She's, She's like, like, well, it's in his bio. He told me the bio he sent me. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. It doesn't look good. He's basically telling her, hey, this guy lied to Alex a bunch and you guys just put him on the air to deny Sandy Hook. Are you really going to maintain you believe this guy? And she's kind of like, she's like, yes, uh, well, yes. <laughs> oh man, it's pretty good. The next clip is great. The next clip, Mark is going to make a humongous dunk on Daria. He he lays out a simple trap, and she falls into the trap really hard. And this is one of the bigger dunks from this this deposition, and it's pr- it's pretty huge. So. This one's good. This is some gold right here. Let's go to the next video that I want to talk to you about. Do you have the list of videos in front of you? I do. Okay, on May 9th, 2014. Do you see that? Yes. Okay. That was an episode called Revealed Sandy Hook Truth Exposed. Yes. And InfoWars wants its viewers to have faith that they can get the truth from InfoWars, correct? It's up to the we we always rely we always we think our audience is smart and we rely on them to figure out for themselves what they think is true and what's not. But we present our opinion. Well, the truth, right? That's what you're telling your audience to give them is the truth. Sure, everybody has their own definition. True. I don't think that's true, Sparkova. Isn't there a truth and anything that's not true, or are there people have other truths that compete with each other? How do you view that? Well, because a lot of things that you've said in the opening statement weren't true. Well, if they weren't true, they weren't true. I'm sure somebody's going to prove that. But what I'm saying is that we've watched all these videos, and you've seen the tagline up on those videos where it says, InfoWars, the front line of truth journalism. That's true, isn't it? Truth to in a way that we believe what we're saying. Absolutely. Okay. I stand by that. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Oh, yeah, that that is pretty bad. I'm having like this Kellyanne Conway flashback of Mm -hmm. like alternative facts. Yes. Yeah. And and I think it's hilarious that he walks her right into this trap of being like, did you see the tagline that says the front line in truth journalism? Did you see that that tagline you had there? So what you're doing is claiming that you're telling your audience the truth. Yeah. But and that like, long pause, uh-huh. that silence, where she like knows she's busted. It's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the silence is just deafening. Yes. Yeah, because it's like, oh, fuck. Cause you and, know then, she's... and then when she finally answers, she like fumbles. Mm-hmm. And she's we like. We think our audience is smart. Yeah, she's like, we think our audience is smart enough to figure out the truth for themselves. And we're just stating what opinions that, but we're calling it truth. That's that's a standard clip for them. Wow. I mean, like, it really pokes a gigantic hole, though, in what most of their defense is. They're going to try to play both sides like they aren't journalists, but sometimes they are journalists. And it that is that is a mainstay in the defense that they're going to go with. And Mark put a humongous hole in it right there. And he did it very tactfully. 
No, he did it. He was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was brilliant. He kept pointing out they they surround themselves mm-hmm. with calling the you know what they put out as the truth, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "But is it the truth?" Yeah. And then it's like, "Well, well, uh, <laughs> you see, there isn't. Is it what is truth? Yeah, really? like what is is mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, it was like, a very Bill Clinton. What is yeah. is defense? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fucked up." He continues to hammer her, Mark. Like he continues to hammer her for a while. Like this, the next clip we're gonna have, we're gonna have Alex. Alex is gonna show up, but it's not Alex's deposition. They're just they're going to play a clip from Infowars. Okay. And I've gotta set this clip up because, whoo, there's a cast of characters you have to know at least around Alex for all of it. And one of the big guys is this dude. His name is Wolfgang Halbig. So this next clip is gonna be Alex talking about. He's going to do an interview with Wolfgang. Okay. Wolfgang, how big is this? Another conspiracy nut who lied to Alex to get himself on Infowars and it worked a bunch. He he basically went way, way too far with the Sandy Hook thing and got himself arrested for having the identification of one of the family members of a victim of Sandy Hook. So he had somehow obtained this person's driver's license. He like stole it? Yeah criminal yes. wow and he was on to all kinds of stuff he wrote he, he worked with this other guy that we'll talk about later who wrote a book denying sandy hook and wolfgang got arrested and put in jail and so alex like with the last guy we were talking about like with old steve pachinik alex wants to distance himself from wolfgang and they're gonna keep bringing up wolfgang in the trial because <laughs> alex he he'll deny it but he had wolfgang on up until 2017 so for mm. from 2012 to 2017 five years after the shooting he has Wolfgang Halbig. I think it was four because it wasn't the shooting in 2012. 20... Oh, it was in 2012. Yeah. That's right. It was 12, Right, because it was 12. right before Christmas. Yes, it was December 14th, 2012. That's right. And so, yeah, he had Wolfgang on for five years, but now is trying to act like, ah, we don't really talk and that guy doesn't represent me. So that's what this clip is. And you have to remember that while this clip is playing, they're playing the video of it. And Daria has to sit there and try to not visibly cringe at the shit Alex is saying. And she can't. She just can't because no human can hear what I'm about to play you and not visibly cringe. Yeah. And they're all like, now explain it. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to do the follow-up. We're going to get to hear the clip and then we'll talk for a second. And then we're going to get to hear Daria's response. So here's the clip. Okay. We're, we're fearless, folks. Support us. Support Wolfgang. This is not a game. This, they are hopping mad we're covering this. CNN admits they did fake scud attacks on themselves back in 1991-1990. Would they stage this? I don't know. Do penguins live in Antarctica? Wolfgang W. Halbig's our guest, former state police officer that worked for the Customs Department. And then over the last decades, created one of the biggest, most successful school safety training groups. And he just has gone and investigated, and it's as funny as a $3 bill, and they've been... But man, Wolfgang, you dropped a bombshell of your scores of points, your your 16 questions. If you've got a school of 100 kids, and then nobody can find them, and you've got parents laughing, going, <laughs> and they walk over to the camera and go... <laughs> but not just one, but a bunch of parents doing this. And then photos of kids that are still alive, they said died. I mean, they think we're so dumb that it's 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 really hidden in plain view. And so the preponderance, I, mean, I thought they had some scripting early on to exacerbate and milk the crisis, as Ron Emanuel said. But when you really look at it, 
Where are the lawsuits? There would be incredible lawsuits and payouts, but there haven't been any filed, nothing. I've never seen this. Uh, this is incredible. Isn't that funny? There's no lawsuits. This is incredible. It's incredible. There's no lawsuits. Hmm. Mm. That's funny being played in the deposition of a lawsuit. <laughs> right. I find that incredibly interesting that he uses lack of lawsuits as proof that Sandy Hook didn't happen. The horrible part is where he made fun of the parents crying. Mm -hmm. And who he's referring to there is Robbie Parker, who's one of the plaintiffs in this lawsuit. Oh, good. Yeah. Just dessert, Because right? there's a clip that Alex played multiple times on InfoWars of Mr. Parker at a press conference days after the shooting crying. And Alex makes fun of him crying. It's horrible. And it's a major part of the case. And so I just had to get that out there that, that that clip is bad for a lot of reasons. One is that he's literally making fun of the plaintiff. So this was a clip that they were playing mm -hmm. in the deposition when Daria was still yes. being deposed. Yes, Daria's on the stand. Mark's like, let me play this clip from <laughs> He's like, hey, Wars Daria. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah. It's just like, uh, nothing? Uh, and he's like, listen to this. Yes. So until now, <laughs> she had her just read the horrible titles of the things. And now he's like, but now we're going to start playing clips from the show. And she has to sit there while this is playing on television. So you can see Alex uh -huh. saying this stuff. And the whole courtroom's watching it. And she's they're, just got to sit like, there. They're like watching that and then looking at her. Uh -huh. And then watching and that and then looking at her. And she's just got to sit there like, oh, God, this is not Because you know they're going to question her of like, so, mm -hmm. how do you explain how do you, this? Yeah. Well, that was not a good clip, was it? Mm. Yeah. Wasn't that horrible? Wow. Yeah. And that's that's kind of one of the more tamer clips of Alex. I, I, I know I do this a lot, but the truth of the matter is she does the best in these depositions. This is as light as it's going to get. Mm. It actually escalates so bad. And by the time Alex is on the stand, we enter bizarro world. So right. you're going to want to stay tuned to these episodes because it gets really, really nuts. And I know Daria sounds crazy and it's crazy now, but it's, it just escalates. She was messed up as she was the sanest yes. choice they had to mm -hmm. send. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I feel like I should also bring up that before this, she did a previous deposition where she said, I don't know. So many times they said you have to go. They gave her a notice and said, you have to go back and learn some shit to be able to answer some questions because you can't say I don't know this much if you're a corporate representative because you saying I don't know means the company doesn't know, which can't be true. Right, because someone knows. Yes. So they sent her back, and this is her second attempt, and she's still floundering, but mm -hmm. she's doing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And she will do so bad that they will send in a, uh, another guy to try to be corporate representative, and he does even worse. <laughs> so that's that's the way things go in, in this. It's I mean, they lost a billion dollars. They do a bad job. But I feel like uh, I couldn't just set that clip up without playing how Mark follows that up. So he plays that clip for Daria, and then Mark... You know, he's got to dunk on her again real quick, and it's pretty funny. Ms. Karpova, did you hear Mr. Jones say in that episode, or in that clip right there, there are photos of kids who are still alive, they said died? Yes. That would be pretty shocking if it were true, right? It would be pretty shocking if he, he looked at those photos and thought that those were the children. It's the kind of thing that's so shocking. It'd be the kind of thing you'd want to verify or confirm before you said it to millions of people, correct? Again, Wolfgang Halbig was very pushy and persistent on getting on the broadcast. Um, it, you know, 
claimed that he had bombshell information Alice would have him on, but after a while, once the story kept developing, Wolfgang would send dozens of emails per day, and they were all ignored to, to just general InfoWars box. Objection okay. non-responsive. Uh, sustained. Ouch. What a disaster. Ouch. <laughs> Objection non-responsive is great because she did totally ignore the question. And I love how the judge is like, sustained. Because, yeah, she just didn't answer the question. They want, it's funny, they want to throw Wolfgang under the bus, but they don't want to be seen throwing Wolfgang under the bus. Yeah, you could tell like she was simultaneously like trying to blame him mm-hmm. for these stories, mm-hmm. but then also trying to say, like... We don't have anything to do with him. I mean, he would email us all the time, and we just ignored those. Yeah, she kind of was saying that he badgered us into getting on InfoWars, which I find pretty funny. Yeah. It means at least for a time, you could get on InfoWars just by sending a shitload of emails. And if they were crazy enough, I guess. Yeah, Alex would put you on there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like this guy. He's really saying something. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's believable. Yeah, he's totally believable. Have you seen his bio? He's in his bio. <laughs> like, it's it's psychopathic stuff. It's crazy. So uh, we've got one more clip this week. And to set up this last clip, Mark goes over a whole bunch of videos in which Wolfgang Halbig appears on the show. And then he goes over emails of people discussing that Wolfgang is full of shit and he needs to be off the show. And it's people from InfoWars talking to each other, being like, this dude's full of shit. Why is Alex putting him on there? And Alex is like, oh, I just, I like him. He's a real stand-up guy or whatever, you know? Mm. So they keep having him go on the show, even though Daria tries her best to play dumb about knowing what has been going on for literally the last hour. So this last clip is Mark having none of her pretending like she doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> and it's very, very funny because Mark is just so over her because she's going to basically try to pretend like she doesn't know where she is. Uh-huh. It's really weird. And he's going to hammer her a little bit, and it's pretty funny. So that's the last clip we got this week. Here it goes. Well, in any case, after that episode, InfoWars ultimately sided with Wolfgang. Kept having him on the show and repeating the things he was saying. Right? Are you, spe- are you referring to specifically Wolfgang? After, I'm asking you, Ms. Karkova. Sure, I'm asking you, Ms. Karkova. After 2014... Wolfgang Halbig was on the show repeatedly throughout the next year, and InfoWars kept repeating his claims repeatedly until 2017-2018. Can you agree with that? Uh, Are those the videos that you have here on the list? Let's stop for just one second. I want to show you something else that will hopefully help us with this. I'm going to show our deposition notes. We're going to enter it with us. Ms. Garpova, I'm approaching you with the notice that was given to you for the things you were to be prepared on to testify in this case, okay? I would object at the deposition. Sure, sure. And her role as a corporate representative to provide testimony as a corporate representative, okay? I would like you to, do you remember seeing this notice? Yes. Okay. you see how it has the topics at the bottom? Yes. What's the number one topic? Sourcing and research for the videos described. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's like, oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> What's the first thing on this list? S- sourcing and referencing for the videos described listed. Yeah. 
do you know why you're here? Yeah, it, that that was what I said. She failed so hard before they sent her back with that deposition notice to say, like, this is what you're supposed to know. And then she clearly doesn't. Or she does and just doesn't want to yeah, say it. Because basically what he's saying is we've been talking for the last hour about videos that InfoWars put out with Wolfgang Halbig. And now you're pretending like you don't know what we're talking What videos? Yeah, These so videos? she was like, who are you? Oh, me? Was that? Are you talking to me? It's like, you're the one on the stand. And, and he's just like, <laughs> for the last fucking hour, I've been going over the videos. Yes, all of them. She was like, what do they call that? Like dissociating? Yeah, she tried to play she was, dumb. She was checking out because she couldn't handle it. Yeah, she... she she just tried to play dumb, and it, and Mark was just having none of it. He was like, "I'm entering the fucking deposition notice." Yeah, into he's evidence. like, "Here, read this. Yeah, this thing. What's you the got first in the mail? thing on this fucking list, lady?" Yeah, yeah. So I, I I think that's where we're gonna end this deposition for this week. Um, with Daria completely unprepared for what she's involved in, she's she's pretty much the whole tone of her the whole time is her being completely and utterly out of her depth. That's the whole deposition, and uh, she struggles through it. Shockingly, I think she may do the best job of all the depositions that we're going to cover. But there it goes. That was Daria Karpova, wow. a former InfoWars producer, getting absolutely hammered for the second time <laughs> by Mark Bankston. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the, I thought those were great. I thought that those those were some amazing clips. I was glued to it. This shit is amazing. And so yeah. we've got um, many more depositions of people that I'm going to cut clips out of. Uh, and then we're going to get to the big guy himself. We're going to get to Alex. See what he has to say. <laughs> Great. And his is by far the worst. He will fight with the lawyers. And there. And I will, I'll go ahead and spoiler. There's a f- borderline fist fight the first day Ooh. of Alex's deposition. Sweet. Yeah. So a one lawyer has to stop another lawyer from hitting him. Wow. Yeah. That happened. Ooh. Yeah. So it's, it's some exciting things are coming. And later we're going to get to meet Alex's lawyers and learn how shitty they are. So it's fantastic. He went through a few during this time. It takes more than one to lose a billion dollars. So that is what we're going to do. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining stuff. I think it's fascinating because the media kind of went over him losing, but not what happened. How did he lose? Yeah, that part was not really covered. So that's what we're doing. Tune in next week for more of like how to lose a billion dollars the Alex Jones way. But also, this week, you know, we normally have our gut punch line of the week. But uh, this week, we did a mic check that was so funny that I was like, you know what? We're going to push back the the gut punch line of the week. We'll do one next week. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to miss Greg. (laughs) Do you? No, not at all. I was actually refreshed to not be doing it this week. Just so I I know I could write a funnier joke than him. Pretend I did. And in, in lieu of that, we're going to play another a new one, a mic check minute. This was our mic check on this week's episode, and I just thought it was funny. And uh, tune in next week. We're going to end with that uh, clip of our mic check. So enjoy that. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Bye. We are doing a test of the emergency broadcast system. Beep. This is just a test. Beep. It is only Beep. a test. Beep. Either that or... Who, who's a good who's an easy target um either that or roseanne's backing up she's not fat anymore though. yeah yeah it didn't really work <laughs> i should have went i should have went with somebody else or or i should have went with a racist joke if you're gonna do roseanne fat isn't good anymore you got to do racist yeah racist is where it's at yeah and eh, well this is a throwaway clip anyway so pitch it <laughs>